good yeah. at making shit up. We gotta, yeah, we gotta check levels. Got level check, and I'll hit the microphone hold so I don't turn it off. And we're at Road Atlanta, first podcast of Grid Life South. Michael, how do you say your last name? Herzen. Herzen. I, I thought there was a <laughs> Herzen. Uh, Mike from uh, Michael from uh, SCP Euro. Uh, you're the marketing director. I used to be the marketing director. I used to be a marketing and brand director, and I'm okay. just the brand director, and I also handle the partnerships as well. And you drive race cars. And I drive the race cars. Yeah. Um, you you run in uh, TC America with, yep. or is it? Are you SRO or what? There's so it's, many names for that series. No, yeah, it used to be Pirelli World Challenge. Right. Uh, SRO bought the majority share of that, and they renamed everything, so it's called TC America now. But it's the same series run by the same people at yeah, Pirelli it's World PwC, Challenge. Yeah, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, you run the TCR. Uh, FCP Euro cars. Yep. Um, you and Nate Vincent. Yep. And uh, you you were you were doing very very well this year. Yeah. How's, how, are you, how are you currently standing? Uh, we're leading the points. That's what I thought. So leading That's the points in drivers, leading the points in team, and Volkswagen's leading manufacturers. Yep. The uh, the cars holding up pretty well this year. Yeah, it's our second year running the cars, so we've kind of got them figured out. We had DSG gearboxes last year, upgraded the sequentials. Right. And what uh, kind of sequentials did you go to? Sadev. Okay. It's, uh, I think I asked you that when I took a ride along at Midwest Festival. Yeah, it's it's a good box. We actually, um, it, it's so much faster, sh- not not necessarily faster shifting yeah. than the DSG, but just gets off the corners. Bra- under braking is so much better. Are ratios better than the factory Ra- DSG? Ratios are better. The diff is better. Yeah. Um, you lose 200 pounds over the front axle, which is always really? nice. Yep. And uh, Holy cow. yeah, and we, it's, is that air shifted or electronically shifted? Or? It's uh, electronically shifted. Goes to an actuator. Okay, actuator so yeah, I noticed you're pedaling. Mm-hmm. The, you're tapping the pedals. Yeah, so. it's the same steering wheel, same the, different yeah. ECU as the the stock one, um, but same steering wheel okay. paddle setup. Um, it was yeah. So I took a ride along with you at Midwest Festival. Uh, it was very eye opening. Um, like the power isn't crazy. It's like 350. Yep, 350. Yep, but. The cornering grip is intense, like, and the car feels so set up, yep. uh, and it's like slidey, but controllable. Yeah, uh, at least a gingerman it was. What are the tire widths, and what are like the the overall width versus a factory Golf? And so it's a two sixty five something something Pirelli. Tires, it's yeah. an eighteen by ten wheel front and back. Right. Um, the car's got to be six inches wider too, right? It is, and it also has I think it has twice the arrow as a GT four car, right. and so it has a lot of grip. Yeah, and it's kind of, of grip. Set, yeah. set up a little bit, you know, driving it's like an all-wheel drive car. When the back yeah. end comes around, you just mash the throttle and it pulls yeah. you out. And, um, yeah, it does have a lot of grip, and it surprises a lot of people uh, yeah. because they don't really expect a front-wheel drive car to be able it, to do that. I've driven front-wheel drive cars, like, for 19 years. And, uh, I mean, it's got a bigger tire than I've driven most cars. But, uh, the, like, the amount of, like, all-around dialedness, I mean, it's a pro series car so you yep. obviously put some time into it but it felt so amazing like it was so fast <laughs> and it was so set up but uh how flexible is that chassis like as far as uh setup changes and everything do you guys put a lot of work in each race or so mainly it's alignment changes so the car's right. homologated from the factory all right. the cars are in that class and we're not really allowed to do much to it yeah and so suspension you know dampers and springs yep. uh, and alignment settings um, and I mean, like I said, we've had the car for two years now, so we've yeah. figured out the sweet spot and we're, we're going in there. We're coming in off the trailer at like 90% ready. You have a pretty good idea how to, you, right. know, you know, what track you're going to and you know, kind of yeah. what you want the car to do. Yeah. And we, we make some changes and dick around with stuff that, right. you know, we think might work, but then it never really does. Right. So, um, <laughs> we, we kind of know where we're going to end up, um, over the course of the weekend. How are those cars reliability wise? 
they're fantastic. Like, I mean, they you, you know you guys they, get like two hundred ride-alongs or something crazy at Midwest Festival. We, we did, and, and you this were, is a pro race car. <laughs> so it only, I mean, it's only two years old. So a lot of the components are new. Um, actually, I, I didn't know this at the time, um, but I think fifth gear, one of the two, the teeth tooth was missing okay. off a of a gear in fifth gear. So but yeah. we didn't really use fifth at Gingerman. No, no, maybe then, a tiny bit. If and then got the Sonoma and is making an awful whining noise, and we didn't really do much to it. Right. And then we're like, hey, we heard it on the video, the onboard video. Okay. And then when didn't have time to diagnose it between races, and right. we. We got to Portland, and the gearbox came out of the car twice in a race weekend, oh, okay. which is never comforting. No, that's a bad day. <laughs> no. You had the spares, though? We had one spare that we replaced on Thursday night, and that was the fifth gear. Luckily, we had fifth okay. gear. And um, yeah, Who then, carries sequentials? You know, so parts, Sadev so is actually in Mooresville, North Carolina. Really? Yeah. And they have... Uh, With a name like that, you'd expect them to be from the France. Finland they're in from, some well, shed. They're yeah. from France, and so... Um, we met uh, Justin Supernaut, who runs the whole facility down there. He's actually, okay. I think, the creative director for Hoonigan and oh, part yeah. of the Gymkhana file series okay. and all that. And so he, uh, they had the, the spares there. We actually called them because once we took it apart for the first time, we noticed all the burring and nicks right. on the other gears. And we said, hey, we should probably replace all these because they're not going to last. Right. And so we overnighted the gears on Friday, yeah. got them Saturday morning at like 9 o'clock. And luckily, the race was until 4 p.m. Okay. And so we, uh, we re- put it all together. We rebuilt the gearbox in, uh, yeah, in the morning. Yeah. Well, that uh, points leading is is good. How many more races this season? Two. We have we have three more races. Three. So Watkins okay. Glen next weekend. So we're going to take it a little bit easier with the cars right. this weekend, and then uh, going out to Road America. Yeah. At the end of September, and then the finale is at Las Vegas. Okay. The uh, the class this year. Have you had a have you have you really enjoyed uh, your competition this year? Yeah. So the it seems like pretty clean racing. It's it's clean racing. We don't have the car count. I mean, you can you know always like yeah. more, uh, but we have six sequential cars that run right. regularly, and we have a bunch of DSG cars mixed in and a couple right. one-offs sometimes. Uh, but at the Portland race, the top five were were within like a tenth and a half. Right. And so no, it's really just close parity. Really good. That. Yeah, and really good racing, and it's clean, and you know try to stay off of the bumpers because yeah. they're expensive. But um, yeah, yeah, I would imagine everything on the car is not cheap. But. No, I mean from bumpers like. Th- three grand and oh, no. <laughs> the front is it, splitter's three grand. It's is the just, car uh, the car is an OEM tub, basically. OEM, OEM tub. It's got a, a Volkswagen Motorsport VIN number right. uh, stamped on the roll cage, which right. is one of the coolest parts of the car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's everything is is built from the factory. It's the way it comes, right. and that's the way we race it. And uh, the engine, like how built up over a factory are those? It's a two liter turbo. It's got an IS thirty eight turbo from a Golf R. Right. And it's got you know motorsport ECU and a custom some custom stuff with the oiling system. Right. But it's pretty stock. I mean, yeah. st- you know, OE intercooler, OE. Uh, really? Yeah. OE, it's from a Passat, 1.8 okay. Passat. They use basically. I think what Volkswagen did is they looked on the shelf, see what spare parts they had, and they yeah. threw them at the cars. That uh, that probably speaks to the the strength of those engines from the factory too. Um, a lot of the OEM turbo stuff nowadays is so strong. Yep. Uh, and being a Euro parts slinger, you probably know some of that. Yes. Like, these dudes are cranking these things crazy high. Yes. And uh, we're pretty conservative, so. Yeah. Uh, and FCP Euro. So I first heard about FCP Euro a few years ago, and you're like the the people that warranty everything. Yes, we do. How does that work? So you can actually walk over here a little bit if you want to get away from the sure. exhaust. It's not actually picking up very much, but um, yeah. So how does the how does how does your uh, company differ from others? So we sell European car parts online. Uh, 
BMWs are our biggest catalog or biggest yeah. portion of revenue, but Mercedes, right. Audi, Volkswagen, and all that, and and you're essentially based out of Connecticut, based so out of Connecticut everything's yeah. sold through the website fcpro.com. Uh, we have lifetime replacement, like you said, we have hassle-free returns, right. and uh, so if you're not happy or just yeah. want to return it, we'll send it back. We'll sort give you money sets back. Sets you apart from everybody else. Yeah, right? and then we have free shipping on 49. So we basically like yeah. our our mission is to make european car ownership more enjoyable right. and also more enduring and so yeah. for the lifetime replacement you basically wear something out something breaks or you just want to replace it right. uh you buy the replacement on the website right. and you, you know you get the parts because you want to be left without the the car immobile for a while yeah uh, you get the replacement put on your car send back the original one when we get it we'll credit really? your account and then you can keep doing that as long as you own your car that's that's an impressive warranty yeah we've been uh, doing it for seven years now yeah well, uh the company has grown like leaps and bounds probably yeah. because of uh some of that. But. So the company is, we've made the Inc. 5000 list uh, for the sixth year really? uh, this year. We've grown, had double digit growth since yeah. its inception in 2001. Right. And uh, we've had, you know, like 50% growth for the last three years. We're so uh, year wow. over year. So it's, yeah, we're, we're experiencing good growth. When I started at the company in 2016, I think I was employee like 35 and right. we have 125 That's plus right now. So, um, and, and, I, do you do you find that the that the average like car of your customers is like getting older? Like people, people keeping these older Euro cars alive, or so it's it's funny. We our, our sweet spots, you know, out of warranty through yeah. like ten to twelve years, five to twelve years. Um, but there are people that you know, there's different segments. Like Volvo owners, for yeah. example, will keep their cars longer. I've noticed BMW and Volvo owners, like the E30 BMW, is so hot now. Yep. and if people are restoring them, they're dailying them still. There's an E30 um, tax for yeah. for those. Yeah, you yeah. pay for it. So. Yeah. Um, and like similar things with some of the old uh, first and second and third gen Volkswagen stuff, yep. um, but uh, these cars are getting that cult following, you know, the '80s '90s following. Um, but uh, yeah, I wonder if that's going to continue on with the 2000s Volkswagens and Volvos and all the Euro mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, uh, they're yet to be. They seen. got better and better as they got newer. They so. do, but now there's you know the newer BMWs, three series, right. you know, late 2000s, early early 2010s, you know, N54 engine. Yeah. You get 750, 800 yeah. horsepower to stock so bottom strong. end. And so, you know, you just do crazy. Everything comes with 300 horsepower right, right now. So everything does, yeah. yeah. So, it's, and uh, so everything's overbuilt. And yeah. uh, and then you're just replacing all the little expensive, delicate bits. Exactly. You know, the, um, but, yeah, that's. Uh, I think it's pretty cool to see. Like, when I was in college, you know, 15, 20 years ago, like, the Euro stuff was like, oh, man, I don't know. But now it's, like, it's stronger than all the Japanese stuff. Yep. Uh, yeah, like you said, 750 horsepower turbo BMWs with just with just a big turbo on it. Yep. Um, but I think it's uh, I think it's cool that the market is changing. That's becoming kind of like more acceptable. Like you don't need a warranty on those things anymore. No, people they're think strong, they're and there's companies selling parts for them. Yeah, they, people think that they're expensive to own and you can't right. fix them yourself. But we yeah. kind of debunk all those myths. And yeah, and you're putting out a lot of content as far as like uh, how to do things. Yep. And uh, I think it's pretty cool. So thank you cool to see the uh, the market changing and more diy you don't need a you don't need a master's degree to fix your volvo anymore nope um i think we're in the way of this truck now keep walking i think he's following us keep walking keep walking yeah it's a busy paddock here we're doing kind of vendor load-in day it's wednesday um but uh yeah atlanta gets real crazy you, you weren't here last year so you'll, you'll nope. see how busy it gets but we're using both paddocks this year so it should be manageable but um yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm also excited to go out to your new facility, uh, Milford, Connecticut. Yep. And we're doing a. Last year we did uh, a Grid Life game night at SEMA. Basically, we set up like a virtual track day, 
and do uh, a bunch of driving simulators. We do, you know, a bunch of uh, gaming consoles, all kinds of things. And we're doing, we did one in Chicago to open our season this year. And now we're doing one in three weeks, I think. Three weeks, yeah. September uh, new facility. September fourteenth, so. Saturday night is going to be a community night. Yeah, and so that's uh, yeah, we're going to be out there for a few days, uh, figuring out how to run a game night, and then Saturday, what what all is happening on Saturday? It's going to be more like a car meet, also, and uh, so, I mean, people that are coming, I'm, I'm assuming, are going to have nice cars, right. and, and when yeah. we do a cars and coffee at our facility, we get three to four hundred cars on a Sunday okay. morning. So we'll have so some people there. We'll have some yeah. people. I mean, there's already. There's already we just launched the tickets last Thursday or Friday, right. and we already have north of 150 people cool. signed up. So cool. we're shooting for four to five hundred people. Should be pretty um, fun. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing the facility. Chris and Sean went out. Um, I forget where I was that weekend, but or that week, probably working. But it, <laughs> uh, it, they said it's going to be a really cool facility to yeah. do that. Uh, I've been talking with uh, with several people from FCP, and it's I think it'll be a fun event. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we have a lot of listenership on the East Coast too. Um, What's the date on that? I didn't even look. So I should we, have that pulled up. It's September fourteenth is 14th. our is our event. That's, the That's Saturday. Saturday night. Okay. So this year for FCP Euro, it's the year of the experience. Every year we do like okay. a themed year for our strategy. And so Thursday night we're doing a soft opening with our employees to right. give an employees experience. And then Friday night we're inviting all our vendors and partners right. and do an experience for them. And then Saturday night opening up to the community. Yeah. Uh, the the facility, it's a kind of, you guys rebuilt a, an entire place there. How long have you guys been in the new facility? So the facility, we the original part was 2014 we moved right. there. It was an empty warehouse. We built that out, and that was about 26,000 square feet. Okay. We just added on another 18,000 square feet, yeah. and we have a shop, a new retail pickup center. We have a mezzanine area that we can host okay. 200, 250 people, and uh, an expansion of the distribution center. Right. So that just opened up in April, yeah. and we call it the FCP Euro Experience Center because we don't really yeah. know what it is. And we have a huge 26-foot-wide glass door that opens yeah. to the outside. So we do cars and coffee. We try to combine yeah. the, the inside and the outside. And uh, it's, a, it's a really, you know, we, we try to make it as an aspirational space where yeah. people come in to buy their parts and like, whoa, what's going on over there? And yeah. a place to work on the race cars. It, uh, do you guys actually do the shop work of the race cars at the facility usually? Most of the stuff. The TCRs right now are being the race logistics handled by HRD out yeah, of New you're, Jersey. And you're going week to week all over the place. Yeah, but. it's it's great. Like this, you know, again, we're here this week. We're going yeah. to Watkins Glen and we're back for... Right. I think we get a free weekend. It's my anniversary, my wife. <laughs> and then, yeah, that one. and then we're doing the game night weekend, which will be a right. lot to set up. And then the following Wednesday, we're leaving for Road America. Right. So yeah, it's just a lot. It's a busy month. Yes. I, mean, I know the feeling. I'm gonna probably put 10,000 miles on my rig this, yep. this month. But, um, yeah, but it's fun. It's it's it kind of when we had like a I don't know month and a half hiatus, and you're kind of like I, I kind of get, get bored, twitchy. Yeah. I don't know what to do with myself. You can't sit at a desk that long. Exactly. You know? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a fun. I'm not looking forward to the drive out. Uh, I think I might be part of the team that's shipping them out, and we might be shipping them ourselves. Yeah. For, for like, so we know where they're at. Sure. All, all the rigs. Sure. <laughs> but that's that's uh, we have like two options right now. Yeah. Uh, a lot of miles on the on the old RV or pickup trucks or whatever we take. But um, I've never been I've never been to that part of Connecticut. I've only driven through like. A highway, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's a, I hear it's a nice little area. It so. is. You guys got a nice Airbnb um, across from the street from the should ocean, so should be fun. Um, yeah. So, uh, so where do people find out about, or how do, how do people like sign up to go to that? So we have a landing page set up. If you go to any FCP Euros yeah. social, Instagram or Facebook, there's actually a Facebook event page okay. that links you directly to get tickets, and uh, you can find out more information from there. Okay. So. Yeah, it should be a fun night. We uh, we had a really good time in uh, at Vegas. That was a wild party. Chicago was like the best night. So many of our track regulars, people just kind of like 
hanging out with their friends playing video games. The, and if you combine it with kind of the community cars and coffee feel, I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, the SEMA show was in incredible. Uh, yeah, we did ours in a blizzard. Yours yeah. is going to be way better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, hopefully there's no blizzard in September. Were you at the SEMA party? I was at the SEMA yeah, party. So, so we originally weren't going to go. Right. And are looking at I'm like, I don't know what this is. Why am I going to go to this? And, right. and Mike Roselli, our content director, is like, no, we got to go. Yeah. And we had a, an opportunity to sponsor it. And I'm looking at I'm like, I don't know. Should I spend the money? He's like, just swipe the card. Swipe the card. Just do it. <laughs> and I'm like, ah. And then we ended up not doing anything. And then we showed right. up like, oh, my God, we should have done something. Yeah, so. It, and now you now you've been uh, season partners with us all year. Yep. So uh, it's been fun to have you out in Midwest. I'm glad you guys are here. It should be uh, it should be a, a fun event showing people Road Atlanta with these wild front wheel drive cars. And you're racing GLTC uh, with what is your what's the details on your GLTC car? So we have a, a 2010 I, Mercedes C300 yeah. that we got from Manhattan with with like 27,000 miles it's on the a most street random car. race car. It is, and that's why we yeah. did it because yeah. who needs another E36 build? Right. Like you know that it, those are cool, but you know the world uh, has seen how that's done, yeah. and nobody's seen how it's a been C300 has been done exactly. And so we actually our first race in that car was here at Road Atlanta, okay. two years ago, three years ago with AR, and we got the car right after Thanksgiving. It was yeah. a street car, right. and February 10th was the race, and we had never gotten it out of first gear in the parking lot, yeah. and we had never driven on the track. We did came a down here. Full cage on it. Full cage, did full everything. And we came down here, did ran 18 hours, and got really? first in class both days and won the <laughs> won One overall. of the more interesting things when I tech inspected it quick at uh, Midwest Festival was you've retrofitted the E46 BMW M3 yep. ABS system. Yep. That's the standalone Bosch. The MK60. Yep. MK60. That's what it's called, yeah. Yep. It's becoming kind of a popular retrofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, non-ABS cars. Yep. Why did you do that? So we couldn't we couldn't divorce the ABS and the traction control. Oh, okay. So you can either get rid of both or you can keep both, but right. you couldn't separate the okay. two. And so for us, we have an AMG you know six-pot brake right. up front, and it's way more brake than the car right. needs. And so we'd lock up the tires with, with, with the ABS really off. Really hard to modulate, especially for an enduro car. You yes. Preserve the tires. And then the traction control is very invasive. It cuts right. power, and, and you know it's not something ideal. Yeah. So we called everybody that knew anything about Mercedes in the whole country. Nobody can figure out how to do it. Yeah. And then so uh, Nate Vincent actually hacked into it. So we have uh, the brain of the Mercedes. Right. And that's piggyback to the brain of the BMW MK60. MK60 can run standalone. You just need right. wheel speed sensors and, and 12 volts. Right. And so we kind of piggybacked everything together. And then we actually run a fifth wheel speed sensor to the Mercedes. So the Mercedes doesn't think it's at idle. Right. And so it will <laughs> rev past 4,000 RPMs. Okay. And so we just hacked all this and together. So it thinks traction control is on, but it's not. It's not. No traction control and ABS. Okay. And it just breaks for days because okay. that's what it does. But it, well, has, it doesn't have a lot of power. I've so. heard that that MK60 setup is super flexible. And like the programming out of the box is really good yes um that's uh i've seen it on honda civics i've seen it on supra i saw it on a 240 uh it's becoming like a really like a junkyard abs yeah like race abs yeah for four or five hundred bucks you can have like proper abs on your car it like one flat spotted front set of tires might pay for most of it. exactly um, yeah, I love that you guys build cars. I love that you come onto the events and you're, you you literally beat on TCR cars. You put passenger seats in them yep. and you take people for ride-alongs. It's the most. Uh, it was the most unique experience I've had <laughs> at a, one of our events was riding in a TCR car, um, and I thought the car was uh, like I said, really, really impressive. Uh, way more impressive than I thought it would be. So. So we 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 exchanged rides with the the Falcon Drift guys yeah. with Di and Odie and. Yeah. 
and they gave us rides first and i'm like this is awesome i yeah, you know i'm into course. drifting now and and now uh and then they came out with us and i'm like they got a thousand horsepower right. drift cars why they're not gonna be impressed with this and they're yeah. out there like clapping and they're yeah. so excited about it and i could not believe how you guys could do uh how you could do the seven eight nine combo yeah before you drop down into ten uh like we got caught in traffic a couple times, and you got one flyer lap through there. I think I only did three laps with you. Yep. And it was utterly batshit crazy. <laughs> it was so cool. It just pulls. when You, you go second, and you're like, all right. You normally, you, you feel like you'd have to lift right. when you go into third, but no. You go into third, and you just yeah. flatten the throttle, and you just keep going. They're, they're so well sorted. It's such a good all-around race car. And I think that's part of the reason that it's kind of like the new cool kid in pro racing is yep. TCR. Uh, and the fact that it's so closely homologated globally even probably between 10 series yeah you know it's uh you can actually kind of see what those cars will run at these different racetracks all around the world and uh i think it's a pretty cool uh i think it's a pretty cool class and i'm glad you guys bring them out so yeah um well you're about set up it's probably time to go to the hotel get out of the heat Absol- so. absolutely i think we did uh, we did a podcast so that's awesome where, uh, where do people find fcp euro on social media and stuff so at FCP Euro or at FCP Euro Motorsports on okay. Instagram and then same on, on Facebook okay. or you can go to FCPEuro.com cool. and there's links to that. We also have a, a website for the race team, which is race.fcpeuro.com. Okay. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for coming out and hanging out. And uh, if I don't get to ride with you here, maybe we get to race on a sim sometime in Connecticut. That sounds I'm awesome. I'm really bad at video games, though. <laughs> I'm better at, like, being the host <laughs> of the event. But I'm better in real life than I am on, yeah, on video uh, games, yeah, yes. You were pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, for a marketing guy, you could wheel the crap out of the TCR car. So. Thank you. All right, man. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully have a, a fun weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Sounds good. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jabay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a gridlight to say hello.